athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Potch to Row. A whole lot to get to on today's program. The big story of the week. Aaron Rodgers out for the season for the New York Jets with an Achilles tear. Unbelievable. All of the hype. That was the main story all off season in the National Football League. One of the big stories in sports during the offseason of the National Football League, the anticipation all for not Aaron Rodgers is out. His future may be up in the air also as well. And the Jets have a tough opponent on Sunday traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Actually, speaking of the Cowboys, Marquise Bell, former HBCU All-American, former Florida A&M Rattler, now with the Dallas Cowboys, had eight tackles, a forced fumble, and a tackle for loss in the Cowboys' 40 to nothing victory over the Giants. Marquise Bell going to join us today here on Box to Row. Also joining us on the program, actor Sean Dominic. Now, he plays the role of... Nate Hastings Jr. on the longtime running soap opera, The Young and the Restless, as a matter of fact, celebrating 50 years. Well, he's a Delaware State alum, and he's going to join us today here on Box to Row. He's going to be our celebrity picker today. We've got a couple of games lined up for him to pick, a couple of HBCU games, a couple of FBS games, and a couple of NFL games that he's going to pick today here on the program. Let's take a look at the HBCU National Players of the Week. Joseph White, the linebacker for Norfolk State, had a fantastic game in the Spartans' 31-23 victory over Hampton. He had five tackles in the game, three of those solo, three pass breakups, and an interception including in the interception took place on Hampton's last drive as the Pirates were driving to try to tie the ball game, and he intercepted the pass. So Joseph White, one of our HBCU National Players of the Week. The other is West Virginia State quarterback Donovan Riddick. I've been talking about him all year long. Completed 25 of 34 passes, 281 yards, 
Three touchdowns, rushed for another 18 yards, 299 yards of total offense as the Yellow Jackets get the Mountain East victory over UNC Pembroke, 37-35 to last Saturday. Both of those players are HBCU National Players of the Week. Some big games in Week 3, and um, I'm going to, of course, preview the HBCU National Game of the Week here momentarily, but, but you know, really looking forward to watching North Carolina Central and UCLA. I want to see what Davius Richards is going to do on that, the quarterback going to do on that big stage. And by the way, the Eagles getting $700,000 for the trip to LA. You can participate here on Box to Row. Hit me up via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. Now, the HBCU National Game of the Week is Hampton taking on Howard, the Battle of the Real HU. I mean, we could have, you know, we could have gone with Alabama AM and Southern. I think this game between both HUs, both teams are one and one. And even though it's not a conference game, it really can help to dictate the rest of the season in a way for both of these teams. I'm going to start with the Bison. Howard coming off the blowout victory over Morehouse. Um, did what you're supposed to do. If you're Howard and you're playing Morehouse, you're supposed to take care of Morehouse easily. And that is, in fact, what Howard did. Now, maybe some of the past programs and Howard may have won this game, but not in the dominating fashion in which the Bison won this game. You can see the turn. You can see that this is a different Howard program. You can see what Howard was able to do down the stretch last year um, to, to enact, I mean, well, to officially, uh, unofficially gain a share of the MIAC crown. I'm looking at Quentin Williams, the quarterback. And again, he was the key last year down the stretch. He has been really, really good this year. I mean, if I look at the numbers, I'm going to bring up Quentin numbers, Quentin Williams's numbers in front of me. Five touchdown passes, zero interceptions. And again, that that also includes the Eastern Michigan game where the Bison played up and had a nice second half. He's thrown no interceptions this year. That's a bit of a change. Now, he's only completing 56% of his passes, but as uh, as the games continue to go on, I think that number will continue to increase. One of the things we have not seen from Quentin Williams this year is running the football. He's really a dual threat, but he hasn't really run the football that much uh, this year. Not that he's had to, because he's got a really good running game where the Bison this year are averaging 287 yards per game. And, I mean, listen, we can talk about uh, playing Morehouse and how the Bison dominated Morehouse, and you may say, well, it's a, it's a D2 opponent and not a very good one. Morehouse's program is not very good right now. At the end of the day, Howard ran for in excess of 200 yards against Eastern Michigan um, as well. So they played up, they played down. Those averages look pretty good. Let's look at them. 287 and a half yards rushing uh, per game, throwing uh, in terms of passing, averaging 218 yards passing uh, per game. You've got a really good, a strong running game. Uh, Casey Hawthorne, uh, Ian Wheeler, uh, Edron James, 
I mean, the the Bison are running the football. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, I mean, they are running the football and to the tune of 7.7 yards per carry. So the Bison doing a good job of running the football. Um, I think also they're doing a solid job in terms of stopping the run as well. 138 uh, and a half yards is what the Bison uh, are giving up per game. And in the passing game, Howard's been good, okay? Only giving up 150 yards passing uh, per game. So you got to give the Bison a lot of credit in terms of what uh, they've been able to do. Um, now, they have to do a better job in terms of rushing the quarterback, and they're going to have to do a solid job uh, in terms of protecting uh, the quarterback and Quinton Williams as well. Now, on the other side, when I look at uh, and I look at Hampton. Now, Hampton had a really nice win over Grambling. Come back the next week in the Battle of the Bay at home. Falls to Norfolk State. I mean, it was, you know, 31 to 23, so it was an eight-point game. But, I mean, I think, you know, North, I mean, uh, Hampton was down a little bit more than that uh, throughout the course of the game. And I was a bit surprised. Um, the reason being is this. I thought Hampton came off a nice one now. I mean, I realize Grambling, Grambling still has some work to do, but if you're Hampton and you win a game like that on a neutral site in Jersey, get that victory, um, you should you should be feeling good. And I, and I get it, it's a rivalry game, okay? But you should be feeling good coming into a matchup against Norfolk State, a team that's coming off a loss to Virginia State. Listen, no disrespect to Virginia State, but coming off a loss to Virginia State the week before. That's a game that Norfolk State should win. I look at the running game, okay? Hampton getting it done in the running game. 251.5 yards rushing per game on average against two FCS uh, opponents. That's good. But where the Pirates have struggled uh, a little bit in the pass game, you know, Chris Zellius, he's thrown four interceptions this year. So he's going to have to cut down on those interceptions, he's completing right around 60% of his passes. So he's going to have to cut down on those interceptions. But Hampton can rely on uh, its running game. But again, Howard is not bad in terms of stopping the run. Meanwhile, for uh, Hampton on the defensive side of the football, the, 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 I tell you what, uh, you look at the Pirates do a really good job of stopping the run, only giving up. Uh, 114 and a half yards rushing per game where the the Pirates have struggled is in the passing game or the pass defense. Norfolk State and Grambling averaged 250 and a half yards passing, completed close to 69% of the passes, five touchdowns to one interception. So Hampton's going to have to be better in that pass defense, and this is the issue. You know, Grambling's pass defense, I mean, uh, Grambling's passing game, okay, uh, Norfolk State's passing game, not as good as Howard's passing game with Quinton Williams as the quarterback. So now you go up against a semi-elite passing game if you're Hampton giving up all those uh, kind of, of numbers and I know Robert Prunty and his staff are going to, I'm sure, have been up 
trying to figure out how to stop the passing game. One other thing I would also note, if 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 I'm Hampton, yes, Quentin Williams hasn't run the football that much this year, but he has the ability to do so. So you have to be cognizant of his run ability, even though in the past game, he's been very, very solid. Again, four touchdowns, no interceptions on the season. Wants to get that, that completion percentage up. Uh, but again, uh, solid overall. So my thoughts on this game, my prediction for the battle of HU, I think that Howard wins this football game. It, again, a, not a conference game, but a game uh, that could go a long way uh, in terms of, I mean, listen, each of these teams wants to be 2-1 and one at this point in the season, uh, particularly with Hampton getting ready to go into conference play. Howard's still a little ways off, but you know, Howard needs all the momentum it can get as it really tries to compete for the MEAC championship. Your thoughts, you can hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Still to come here on BoxToRow, Dallas Cowboys defensive back, Marquise Bell, formerly of Florida A&M, going to join us on the program. Up next, we're going to be joined by Delaware State alum, actor Sean Dominic, and he's going to be today's celebrity guest picker. Don't move. What's up, y'all? You know who it is. D-Block General, top five, that are alive. Your boy, J.D. Kiss. Why they forcing you to be hard? Why ain't you a thug by choice? Why the whole world love my voice? Why I try to tell them that it's the flow, son? And right now you're listening to From the Press Rock to Press Rope with my big brother Donald Ware right here, your boy J.D. Kiss. <laughs> the old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets. Harris Teeter. Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, and Barica Soul. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Roll with Donald Ware. Damon Wilson, the head football coach at Morgan State. Like you said, it's a big time win. You know, we went into their place. They're a top 20 team. You know, we're just Morgan State. We're trying to figure it out, trying to find our way. And our guys played extremely well. We played disciplined football for four quarters. We took advantage of opportunities that presented themselves. This is big. This is big to step in the right direction. Uh, like I told the guys, hey, receiving accolades and awards early in the year are great. But we don't want to uh, shortchange the importance of receiving those awards. Being recognized as FCS. Team of the week. That's a major accomplishment, a major honor, and we're, we're going in the right direction with this program, I believe. From the press box to press row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's from the press box to press row each week on your favorite station. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Box to Box to Box to We're going to keep things.
things moving here on the program, joined by a gentleman as a matter of fact. If you're like me, well, a lot of you probably aren't like me, but I mean, I've been watching Young and the Restless for close to, on and off, for close to 40 years now. And this gentleman plays the role of Nate Hastings on Y and R. He's done a number of different uh, things. We'll talk with him more about that. He's Sean Dominic, joins us here on the program. What's going on, Sean? I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me on. Uh, uh, pleasure to be here today. Absolutely. For you, what is it? What is it like? I guess this is, I don't know, what is this, year four for you maybe on, on Y&R? Yeah, uh, it'll be five years March. Wow. I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Four and a half years. So what is it like being on the greatest soap opera in the history of soap operas? Yeah, that's technically correct. Um, um, it's surreal, you know. Um, um, when you're when you're in it, it's hard to see out of it. But uh, I, I remember when I um, when I booked it, and uh, half of my family, at least half of my family, watches Young and the Restless. My um, my we we uh, a few years ago we cele we celebrated my grandmother's 80th. No, I'm sorry, 90th. And uh, we had we invited a lot of family, and there was a lot of family there I'd never met. And as we walk, as I'm walking in, everyone's ready to take pictures and get autographs <laughs> of me <laughs> instead of my grandma. <laughs> oh wow, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's 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 a joy to be here, man. Um, um I didn't realize how how tough the soap opera world was. Didn't realize it. You know, you heard stories, but um, uh, we're constantly learning lines, man. Every week, every week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I figured as much in your, actually to do this, uh, this in, uh, interview, I know we had set it up in different times, but that's the business. I mean, it's always something going on. You're just coming off set to come and do this, uh, to have this conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, um, that I'm always uh, willing and able. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Man, what is it like? Like, I had to really go back. Okay, so I've, I I watched, but I probably hadn't watched. I've started watching back a little because even back in the day when I was like in elementary school, we'd record mm -hmm. it. So we'd come home yes. and watch yes. it back in the 80s. I mean, I'm really almost close to 40 years on and off. I, I was like Nate. I couldn't remember, but then I remember. Oh yeah! And so you're you're this you're the, obviously the son of Nate Hastings Jr. The whole barber clan. It goes way back to yes. you know back in the day. So talk to us about the role of of Nate that you play. Uh so yes, son of Nate Hastings and Olivia, uh, Olivia's sister to Drew, um, um, Nate. So. It's complicated. Nate. It's complicated. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's complicated. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out where I, where do I start. Um, Nate was off in boarding school, college, comes back to town. Mother's away doing doctor work. Comes back to town as a doctor. Um, gets back with his cousins, you know, who he hasn't seen in a while, and his cousin is dating a girl he finds attractive, and. Um, He's he's working with his cousin's girlfriend daily, you know, because they're both doctors. So, you know, um, 
the work relations, how the work relations go, and uh, one thing leads to another. And now Nate and, and his cousin Devon aren't on um, good terms anymore. Right. But uh, um, uh, it's it's been a joy to after after all that happened, you know, Nate and Devon got into a fight, and Devon injured Nate to where he couldn't uh, perform surgery anymore. So that brings Nate into the business world. And it's and it's it's been a fun transition, you know, to because now that I'm in the business world, I get to go up with the heavyweights like Victor. Yes, you do. You know, <laughs> and uh, that's been a joy. And that's been a joy. Um, it's been fun. Um, it's all jokes before we start taping, you know, um, and 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 working with uh, Amelia uh that's been amazing too because she brings something different um um just it, everybody has their own different thing but uh amelia is just silly just like me and so you got two silly folks together that's why you, every so often you see like dancing videos of us or us being just silly or, or whatnot so um yeah um I'm, I'm i'm sure i veered off from your question no it's good I mean, it's good because it, it, it is comp because because that was like ninety two, um, when 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 Nate was born and you know all mm -hmm. of that and, and like I said, I've I've kind of been in and out. Was it ninety two? I didn't even know that. Well, I, I, I had to do some some digging on that, but yeah. So, okay. um, you know, but and it's interesting. You mentioned Amelia, so you so she plays the role, of course, of Victoria Newman, who you got Nate and Victoria are involved, but now their relationship is kind of complicated now. Not that it wasn't before, but it's more like y'all aren't on the greatest of terms per se. Yeah, right now there's um there uh there's there's uh there's something going on, you know, with her family dynamics. And it's 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 getting in between of 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 her and Nate because Nate is trying to take the high road, honestly. Um, and, and, and wants the best for her because he understands that going up against the Titan, her father typically doesn't end well for anyone, <laughs> you know? So Nate is like, Hey, listen to me, listen to me. That's Floyd Mayweather over there. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> that's, that's John Bone Jones over there. Be careful. <laughs> Yeah, no, no doubt. Sean Dominic joins us here on the program. He plays the role of Nate on YNR, but you've seen him on other projects, including uh, Greenleaf and and films um, as well. What is it? Fifty is his fifty years of Young and the Restless. What is it like working with Victor Newman, Eric Braden? Man, it's um, it's a it's it's a. You would think we're on a sitcom. Put it that way. Like we're like, I remember one of my first times working with with um, Eric, and you know I'm nervous. You know, uh, I just remember seeing him when I was a little kid on TV, and like now, I'm literally on a set in a scene with him, and him and him and Mel are cracking jokes. Nikki, who plays his wife, they're they're cracking jokes. And I'm laughing and they're like counting down five, four, three. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not ready. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they're used to it. Like they're used to cracking jokes and then cutting a straight face and then going straight into the character. 
So I'm like, this is just too much for me. But um, that's it. Every time I'm working with Eric, every time, every time, we're just cracking jokes. Or he'll break down like some history to me, like some of his old films, some some things that happened in the past. Uh, you know, old old uh, uh, famous people uh, who who he was uh, in movies with. Um, um, just 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 has a great plethora of history. Like he'll sit, he'll, he'll he'll have you sitting for like an hour or two, just telling you all the stuff that happened, all the little the little um, when he's on movie sets and then goes off to parties and stuff, you know, and you know, tells you the backstory of those parties, which I wouldn't 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 be able to tell you here, but uh, <laughs> but he's a joy to work with, yeah. all in all. No, that's awesome, man. Um, so now you made a couple of references to boxing and i was perusing sort of your twitter uh page are you i mean I, i'm assuming you're a big boxing fan yeah man uh, i i wouldn't say i'm the hugest biggest boxing fan but uh I, I love boxing um i think uh i think bud crawford is that dog right now um if um uh what's his name if 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 canelo beats uh uh, uh one of the cholo brothers and he gives Bud Crawford that next fight. Bud might give him a run for his money, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Might give him a run for his money. And I, I, I'm a UFC watcher as well. Um, uh, John Bone Jones, Bones Jones. I think he's the GOAT, uh, hands down. And, uh, oh, Israel Adesanya has got a fight uh, this month, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do... Um, I do uh, Muay Thai, a little bit of Muay Thai, you know. Um, I want to get back into jiu-jitsu, but I got a little sho shoulder injury, so I got to be careful with that. Okay. But yeah, man, um, you know, you know, growth, you know. Yeah. Trying to stay, keep, keep working out, you know, as we get older. No, no, <laughs> no, no doubt about it. So how much, <laughs> how much is Sean like Nate? I'm almost nothing like Nate. Okay. Here's the one thing. Uh, if if people remember Nate's probably first two years, um, very helpful, wanting to give people advice. That's the closest to me. I I uh, if someone comes to me, like any of my co-stars come to me with questions, something that I have knowledge about, I love giving information. If I have that information, that was Nate, um, and and that I I really was tuned into but outside of that you know you know i'm not trying to take over my cousin's uh empire <laughs> <laughs> um um business world you know business world I've, I've i've never been into the business world so that's opposite of me okay i'm trying to think man um yeah it's not a lot about nate that's that's like me <laughs> yeah okay that's no, all good we're talking with actor Sean Dominic. He plays the role of Nate Hastings Jr. on The Young and the Restless as he joins us here on Box to Row. Listen, we're going to step aside, take a break, come back with more of our conversation with Sean Dominic. Keep it locked to Box to Row. This is your weekly edition of the HBCU Blitz powered by Box to Row. I'm your host, Donald Ware. It is Pickett out of the shotgun. And he's oh, going to get Kinlaw, sacked again. Yes. 
Hargrave and Kinlaw got there. The Grave Digger. The Grave Digger will get the sack, working a stunt inside. You, you can't do it any better. Hargrave is leading the way. He clears it out. He's got to get the gap. He does. And the Hargrave Digger just buried Kenny Pickett. Former South Carolina State star and the two-time Willie Davis, HBCU National Player of the Year, Javon Hargrave, making his impact felt for the 49ers who defeated the Steelers 30 to seven. That audio courtesy of KNBR 680 AM 104.5 FM. We've got plenty of HBCU action from week two, so let's get to it. The handoff goes to Irv Mulligan. He takes it off the right tackle to the 15, 10, 5. Mulligan is in for the touchdown. In Baton Rouge, Mulligan rushed for 91 yards and that score as Jackson State defeated Southern 27-14. The Tigers are now 2-1 on the season. That's my man, Rob J on the JSU Tigers Sports Network. To Montgomery, Alabama for the matchup between Alabama State and Miles, with Alabama State already leading 7 to nothing midway through the second quarter. Davis looks long, has his receiver Johnson. Well, holy cow, what a catch. What? Keyshawn Johnson reached up with his left hand, caught it with one hand, brought it in, touchdown Alabama State. At that point, the Hornets led 14 to nothing. We're going to fast forward all the way to the fourth quarter with about six minutes remaining and the Hornets clinging to a 17 to 14 lead and Miles driving. Time he'll ride it in his running back's belly and he'll fight to the end zone. Did he get in? Yes, he did. Touchdown, Miles. That was Travis Jerome on the Alabama State Sports Network. The six-yard touchdown run by Gennaro Scott put the Golden Bears ahead they would go on to upset Alabama State 21 to 17. Now let me take you to Akron Ohio for the matchup between Akron and Morgan State. Let's move to late in the third quarter with Morgan State trailing 17 to 14 and driving. Back to pass Deuce Taylor flings it end zone catch made corner of the end zone touch down Morgan. Travion Pratt from 12 yards, and the Bears took the 21-17 lead. We're going to move to inside of a minute remaining in the fourth quarter. The Bears still holding the 21-17 lead and with possession of the football. Going to hand off to J.J. Davis. Oh, he fumbles no. the football, a scoop, and a score. They take the lead with 52 seconds left in the game. That's the mentor, Lamont Germany, with the call on WEAA. A heartbreaker for the Bears who fall to Akron 24-21. Now to Greensboro, North Carolina for the Aggie-Eagle rivalry. We're going to pick things up late in the first half with the Aggies trailing 14-9. The give is to Graves. Graves busts loose. He's loose. 30-yard line to the 20. He needs a block. Gets one. 10-5. Touchdown, Aggies. That's a run of 46 yards for Wesley Graves. The lead wouldn't last long. Adrian Olivos, 35-yard field goal with 27 seconds remaining in the first half, gave the Eagles the 17-16 lead. The Eagles would tack on another touchdown to lead 23-16. Then, early in the fourth quarter, the Eagles looking to put the nail in the coffin. To play fake Richard. 
catch. Oh, what a spin move. Oh, he's in the end zone for the touchdown. Yours truly on the Aggie Sports Radio Network. The eight-yard touchdown run sealed the deal for the Eagles, who defeated North Carolina A&T 30-16. And in New Jersey... Jones pressured again, gets it to Brightwell on a screen. He's hit, loses the football, but it's pounced on by Paris Campbell. And the big hits continued. Marquise Bell. Eight tackles and that forced fumble for the former HBCU All-American out of Florida A&M. The Cowboys would rout the Giants 40 to nothing. That audio courtesy of Compass Media Networks, Kevin Ray and Danny White on the call. Speaking of Marquise Bell, he's going to join us on the weekend edition of Box to Row. Box to Row, the radio show, airs weekly on radio stations across the country. For more information, log on to BoxToRow.com. Again, Sean Dominic joining us here on the program. So, like, I think one of the things, obviously, that really interests me, I'm a, I mean, you know, I'm a Morgan State grad. And oh yeah. Yes, man, you're a De- you're a Delaware State alum. You went to Delaware. I, I was, I would have, I not. I'm just saying, I would have never guessed that because there've been quite yeah. a few Howard alums that have been on YNR. As a matter of fact, that okay. a couple of young ladies they're not coming to me because again, I'm on and off with YNR. But man, what do you what do you remember most about those days at Delaware State? How did you in, even end up in Dover, Delaware? Oh, yeah. So my mother was Air Force. So uh, I went to high school in Delaware. Okay. And uh, my high school, a couple miles away from Dell State. And uh, I remember learning that at the at, when I was at the high school that Dell State was an actual historical Black college. And I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that. Um, and so um, me not like, me not knowing what I wanted to do with my life around graduation time in high school um I was like you know my mom kept pressing me to go to college so I was like all right uh, Dell State's right here you know let's let's try it out um it was interesting man so me being a military brat I'm used to moving and used to moving a lot and going being the new person in school this time around I actually had some friends with me um at school at, at at college so uh man it was a lot of partying. <laughs> it was a lot of partying, man. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of partying, man. It just, um, it was interesting seeing the dynamics because at Delaware State, since it was kind of central to all these like major cities, like you got Maryland, you have you got Baltimore, you got DC, you got Jersey, and you got New York, and you have all these kids coming from these different schools and you see the different styles at college and you see everyone like it was just a natural tribal thing in us but everyone would click off with the people who were there who were from their city even if they didn't grow up with them they would click off with right. it. it was fascinating to watch right fascinating yeah so what did you your click were you were you dover yeah was that your i guess that was your click uh Dover, uh, Delaware, and and Virginia. Okay, well, like, I, I got heavy roots in Virginia. My uh, my grandparents and a lot of my um, aunts, uncles, and cousins live in Virginia, North Carolina area. Okay, and I spend uh, practically every summer in Virginia. My mother would send me and my brothers down to Virginia. Uh, so Southern Virginia, like uh, on the border of North Carolina, like Martinsville, Danville yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have a, 
I have a huge connection to Virginia as well. So, but yeah, I guess Delaware, Virginia. Yeah. But even though I lived in Maryland for five years too. Oh, where? Where in Maryland? Uh, PG County. Oh, Andrew, you... Andrews Air Force Base. Oh, you were Andrews. Okay. 337, yep. Route 337. I got you. Yep. I mean, I get it. I'm yep. I'm from originally from uh from Louis, from Hyattsville, Louisville, okay. right? Okay. Prince George, as you mentioned, Prince George's County, then grew up in you know, of course, in Silver Spring. So, you know, uh, yeah, Washington. Yeah. Okay, you out, out, uh, yeah. out, out Andrews Air Force Base. Got Camp yeah, Springs, we, Camp Springs, Maryland. Yeah, we were out there when, um, when unfortunately, uh, kids were getting jacked for their Jordans yeah. at that time. And was it the 80s? Yeah, yeah. And my mother was like, because uh, uh, I went to the school on base and uh, I finished that school and I, I would have to go to school off base. And my mom was like, oh, we're getting out of here. <laughs> it was a tough time. It was a tough time in uh, Maryland at that time. Okay. Well, you, did you ever get into go-go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To this day? Cool, to this day. The cool thing about Delaware is um, they accepted all forms of music because we were, like, right there. So you would even hear a lot of DJs play go-go in Delaware. Go-go, Baltimore House um uh hip-hop from all all areas southern you know everything so we heard we heard everything and I, of course I, I heard it in maryland but it, it kept going on when i went to delaware okay very good yeah yeah not a lot of people know what go-go is that's true man yeah that that is so true with all the great bands going back chuck brown yeah there you go chuck yeah yeah. You know, junkyard and rare essence and backyard. Junkyard, yes, rare essence, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, it's good stuff. A couple more thoughts. So, what would it take us through? You no, know, I think that's interesting. You mentioned, you know, you you. It's almost like you have to be in character quite a bit because you guys are always filming, which I think is interesting. Take us through a typical day because there's sometimes where we'll, where we'll see your character for like two weeks straight, and then we won't see you for, and, and, and a lot of the characters are kind of like that. So kind of take us through a typical, you know, uh, month, if you will, in terms of the life of Sean Dominic in playing this role of Nate. Well, it's, it's interesting. It's uh so how that, when you, you see some people and then you see, you don't see them for a few days or something. Uh, so we, so we have so many cast members, everyone can have, can't have a big storyline at the same time. So, you have these arcs of, of stories. So um, if, if I have a heavy storyline, you're gonna, you know, you might see me four days a week for a few weeks or something. Uh, so it all depends. And and sometimes it's hard to uh, make plans outside of work because sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll work two day, two days this week, three days the next week, maybe off the week after. And then you have like three weeks of you're working every day. So it's 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 fat it's 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 an interesting it's almost like um it's almost like a nine to five of acting, you know, because uh, it's consistent work, uh, consistent pay. Um, um, odds are you're gonna be working at least once a week, uh, but um, I guess I guess it's like a it's like the stability of 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 the acting world, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, as as far as like. Uh, what did you say like a, a month of name yeah or yeah just just what's a typical i don't know week like but i think you explained it 
because okay. it's, it's like not, you know, like you said, it could be like a nine to five situation in terms of acting. You guys are taping your, you know, your scenes and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Just want to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Uh, before you're our celebrity guest picker, before we get to that, are you, are, do you have any other projects that you're currently involved in right now? Uh, no, nothing right now. Um, yeah, nothing right now. We got the, you know, we got the strikes going on and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know how much, I don't know how much is being made right now, but un unless it was previously written or something. Yeah. 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 I've noticed, I mean, it's a lot of stuff they're releasing. Uh, I mean, it, it's great to have you because a lot of, especially movie actors, they're not doing interviews because of um, the strike. I think TV people are a little bit different because to your point, I think I'm, YNR is ongoing. Some of the other TV series yeah. are ongoing. But if, you know, if you're talking about movies made for TV movies, et cetera, it's not, they're not doing a whole lot, you know, right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So it's, it's tough out here right now, man, for a lot of us. So hopefully, hopefully this, you know, all this gets settled soon. Hopefully. Yeah. So, okay. So now we, we gotta, we gotta get to it. Uh, we got, we have our games coming up for this weekend. We're going to ask you about a, your thoughts and picks on a couple of HBCU games, uh, a couple of FBS games, and a couple of NFL games. Okay, um, okay. So we're going we're gonna to start with Delaware State. So Delaware State is at Richmond. Of course, last week, Morgan State, or a couple of weeks ago now, Morgan State got the big win over Richmond, who's nationally ranked. Um, okay. Your, your thoughts, who, who, who wins this game? Uh, I haven't been paying attention lately, but uh, I'm going to go strong with Delaware State. <laughs> that's the right answer you know i gotta go strong with delaware state yeah no that's that's the right answer all right so we got hampton versus howard in washington dc you're familiar with uh at least with both schools uh the real battle of the real hu who you got i had some good times at hampton um but the ndc i'm gonna say howard okay all i'm right. gonna say howard all right, going with the Bison, they, you know, officially claimed a share of the MEAC title last year, yeah. although North Carolina Central would dispute that since the Eagles beat, <laughs> the, Eagles beat the Bison head-to-head. -head. But anyway, yeah. um, a yeah. <laughs> couple of FBS games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but a couple of FBS games. SEC matchup, Tennessee at Florida. Man, these are tough because, hmm. Okay, I'm going Florida. I'm going Florida. All right. Any 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 reason why? Uh I I I used to be a a, a quiet Florida fan. All right. For a little bit, um, I, I I couldn't like be honest. I I haven't been keeping up with um all the players and 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 what's been going on lately. So right now, I'm going off the strength of my fandom. Okay. All right. That's good. And, and hopefully that works. Yeah. Good enough. Last game in the FBS, Northwestern at Duke. Now, this is a battle of two schools. When you talk about, you're talking academics uh, a yeah. lot. Uh, but boy, Duke had a big win over over Clemson going back um, to last week. So who do you have in this? Yeah. Game? Huh. Duke had a big win. Sometimes off that big win, you falter a little bit. I'm going to go Northwestern. All right. Okay. All I'm right. Go Northwestern. All right. Very good. Got Northwestern in that one. All right. Let's talk some National Football League. Ravens at Bengals. 
That's an AFC that's a North one. battle. That's a tough one right there, man. <laughs> that's a tough one. Is uh uh Bengals quarterback? He's good, right? Oh, yeah, Burrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, right? He just had a, he just had a little sprain. Yeah, it wasn't um it was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't season in no, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That correct. You're correct. That is and correct. I, even though my heart wants to go Ravens, I think Bengals might have that one. Okay. I think Bengals might have that one. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, uh, uh, Jets at Cowboys. Jets at Cowboys. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers with the Jets now. We're always talking about the Cowboys. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm a, I'm a Commanders. I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Every, you know, all across the country, because it's America's team, we're always talking about the Cowboys, and they seem to always come up short. But the fact yeah. of the matter is they got a good football team. I was a Washington fan for a long time because that's where I first started watching football when we lived in Maryland. But I'm like, man, but, you know, military brat, you know, I got that little thing where I can like leave and go somewhere. They keep losing, man. This is, this is heartbreaking. <laughs> this is heartbreaking because when I lived in New York, I was fascinated by the New York Knicks fans. I mean, dude, they've been losing since I can remember. <laughs> and they still sell out the Madison Square Garden easily. I'm just, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. Um, so Jets at Cowboys. Um, I don't remember if, if uh, uh, what's his name has any, um, uh, does, does A-Rod, uh, uh, A-Rod, does Aaron Rodgers have uh, 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 receivers? Yeah, he's got. Oh, he's got. He's got. He's got one of the best young receivers. He brought. He brought Lazard over from Green Bay. Um, they got a good running game. Did they? Did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, let's go. I, I know. Uh, let's go Jets. Let's go Jets. All right. Yeah. All right. They're very good. So, uh, and we'll we'll record these. And look, we appreciate you being a good sport uh, about and being our celebrity guest uh, picker, Sean Dominic. You can check him out. He plays the role of Nate Hastings on The Young and The Restless. Gracious enough to join us here on the program. Sean, this is a lot of fun, man. Continued success fun, in all man. you do. Thank you very much, man. And 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 um good to hear that you know you you catch us every so often, man. It's, it's been a pleasure, man. Anytime. Pleasure was all ours, Sean, talking with Sean Dominic, actor Sean Dominic here. On Box to Road, talking some sports, talking some Delaware State, talking some The Young and The Restless. Up next here on Box to Row, switching gears, we're going to be joined by Cowboys defensive back Marquise Bell. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets. Harris Teeter. Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, and Barica Soul. We 
Track down the names making news in sports from the press box to press row. It's Donald Ware from the press box to press row. We're going to keep things moving here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman in his second season in the National Football League, both years, with the Dallas Cowboys. He was an undrafted free agent out of Florida A&M, signed by the Cowboys in 2022. And what a game he had for the Cowboys in the victory over the Giants. He had eight tackles. He had a forced fumble. He is Marquise Bell, and he joins us here on Box to Row. Marquise, welcome back to the program. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, You know, listen, man, what what a game uh, for you. Just talk about that victory over Division, the division rivals, the Giants on the road last Sunday. Uh, it was it was a great victory, great team win. You know, we came together on all three phases, and you know, we played for each other. We played together. We went out there, and you know, we had fun, and we we seen what the outcome of that was. Looked like you were having uh, more fun than maybe most. I mean, I think about. I think we say eight tackles and a forced fumble, and that's really, really good. But I think we also have to mention the fact that you were in on just 31 snaps, so that's high production. What were you seeing out there? You had a a tackle, and by the way, a tackle for loss, a forced fumble, a hit on uh, Daniel Jones on a blitz. Just what were you seeing out there? Honestly, I was just trusting trusting my keys, uh, everything that the coaches put in all week that we've been working on. You know, trusting my brothers next to me, and they were trusting me to go out there. We all, we all executed our jobs, and we played at a high level. And you, you were playing a bit of a hybrid role, right? Like, like some, some linebackers, especially the, uh, a lot of the plays you made, you were playing really a linebacker position. Yeah, yeah, I was in a box. And and speak to that because I don't know if that's something. You know, Willie Simmons, and, and w- the great thing about Willie Simmons, your former head coach and what he does, he, he's going to put you in position, especially if he knows you have that sort of that NFL-level talent where scouts can kind of see you play in certain positions. Did you did you play any linebacker while you were at FAM? Yeah. So we had we had a couple packages where I was playing like linebacker where I was the only uh, linebacker on the field. And can you speak to how that helped you and how important that was for you as you made that next step to the National Football League that you had, you know, obviously safety, which is your natural spot, but then you 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 played some linebacker and can, you know, sort of recognize when certain plays happen from that position? Uh, I just I just like being able to play anywhere, honestly. Uh, but I've always been – typically an in-the-box safety, sometimes play up high. But so it's, to me, it's, it's been pretty easy to catch on to it. Uh, you know, just trying to learn gaps and everything, pullers and swappers and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been coming along, but it's not all the way there yet. I'm still working on some things. My coaches are helping me out, DQ, my uh, linebacker coach now, uh, my teammates, you know, everybody's pitching in to help me out, get, uh, so I can pick up everything as fast as I can. Marquise Bell, whether you want to call him a deep, I guess the best term is defensive back uh, for the Dallas Cowboys as he joins us here on Box to Row. Speak to that because there have been some injuries there uh, with the Cowboys, and so it's a next man up a type of situation. You're the next man up, and everybody wants to to make sure that you succeed. It's sort of a family type of atmosphere there where everybody wants you 
to succeed so the team does well? Yes, uh, it's a big family here. Uh, even even when I wasn't playing a lot last year, I was I had guys you know rooting for me every any time I stepped on the field. So it's a big family. Everybody's looking out for each other. Everybody wants everybody to win. So you know, everybody's rooting for everybody. Can you speak to being patient? Because like you said, I mean, you know, you you had the talent. There was no question about that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you played in five games. Uh, last year but you stayed patient put the work in and you got a significant amount of playing time uh in the victory over the Giants and look for more uh this week against the Jets uh honestly I just you know waiting my turn you know God brings everything in everybody's life when they're ready for it so I was just praying you know just staying focused staying locked in rooting on the guys that were in front of me because it's a great group of guys in front of me so I don't care anybody coming to this room. Like, you can't – hey, you got three potential pro bowlers. Like, it is what it is. You're a rookie. So, you know, you got to just – you got to learn. So, I did – that's what I did last year. I learned from all three of those guys. And, shoot, they made me a better player. Yeah, no doubt about it. What are some of the things you worked in on the off season? you know, from last year that you felt like you needed to work on that you worked on uh, in uh, this past off offseason? Uh, I just dove more into the playbook so I could be a, you know, when I when I did eventually got out there, they wouldn't have to worry about me not knowing where I would be at or not knowing what I had, you know, just being more locked in so I could, you know, be a communicator, you know. So when I'm on the field, there's no drop-off in our play style and our standard, you know, because we, we, we want excellence. We want per- perfection. And, you know, when you get out there, you're a starter. So you got you to gotta play to that standard. And also, my man covers, uh, talking with uh, J.K. a lot. You know, he's been helping me out. So that that really helped my uh, game, especially uh, since me personally, I didn't feel like I was the best at man coverage last year when I did get to, end it, to play. Wow. That was very well said, very, very astute assessment of yourself. Marquise Bell, former HBCU All-American out of Florida A&M. Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys now, he joins us here in the program. Some One thing I've, I've kind of harped on myself, Marquise, the last couple of years, the lack of HBCU players drafted, not m- making teams, but drafted into the National Football League. Because when you get drafted, it's, you know, it's guaranteed uh, money. You're, you're where you are now. I, I get it, and things are going well. But were you disappointed not to have been drafted last year? Uh, I feel like anybody would be disappointed and not get drafted. But uh, in my mind, I said, as long as I get a shot, chance to be on the team, to show my abilities and show what I can do, I'm, I'll be forever grateful. And I didn't get drafted, but right after the draft, they called me and said they wanted me to come in. I'm, I'm all, I was all for it. And I got here, they gave me an opportunity. They gave me multiple opportunities. So that's all. that's all you can ask for. Because no matter if you get drafted or not, you, you're not guaranteed to be there if you can't perform. Yeah, what do you remember? I mean, you were you were with the Florida A&M program 19, even the 20 season, uh, which which uh, Florida A&M did not play. And then, of course, uh, 21 was your uh, last season. What do you remember most and it, it, about those not so uh, long ago uh, days at, uh, at Florida A&M and with the Rattlers? Uh. So I just remember the workouts, the practices with my uh with my teammates, you know, the locker room talk. Just, you know, being around those guys. That's that's really what you remember from college. 
like the moments that you had with your teammates and, you know, winning the the classic my last season, you know, just all those memories. Yeah, and then what about the Rattlers now, man? One and one on the season. Nice win against Jackson State. Uh, you know, played well enough uh, playing up against South Florida. What, what do you think about the Rattlers and what they're doing right now? I think they're going to take it all the way. And I felt like that last year, but I I, I feel strong about it again this year. So somebody got to prove they're going to prove me right this year. <laughs> no doubt about it. Last thought, Marquise, and we appreciate the time. Marquise Bell of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Jets. So the Jets this Sunday. You're, uh, you know, you're at home uh, this time around. Another New York team. A lot has been made about Aaron Rodgers and his injury being out uh, for this season. Your thoughts on the Jets and what it's going to take to get a victory over the Jets? Uh, it's going to take us to come out there with the same attitude that we had this past game that we have every game. You know, put the same work in all week treat this team like any other team and just go out there and play fast, play physical, play our uh, game, our play style, uphold our standard, and we'll get the job done. I'm sorry, I did say last thought, but, but how do you feel like you've grown as a, you know, as a person really um, from last year to now this year? Uh, I feel like I've, I've, I've grown a lot. I've, I've had time to, you know, take in a lot. From, you know, the uh, older vets around me that have been in the league a lot longer, get little gems from them here and there to add to my game, to add to my, you know, professional life as well, off the field. So I, I feel like I've grown a lot. Marquise Bell of the Dallas Cowboys in his second season, former HBCU All-American and a Florida A&M Rattler. He joins us here on Box to Row. The Cowboys are at home on Sunday against the Jets. Marquise, we really appreciate the time. Uh, continued success to you and the Cowboys. Thank you. We appreciate Marquise Bell joining us today on the program. Look, I, 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 I want Marquise to have continued success, not the Cowboys. Okay, I'm a Commanders fan. It's a habit. Okay, I want him to have continued success, but not necessarily the Cowboys. No, we thank uh, Marquise for joining us today here on the program. Listen, there are seven teams in HBCU football that are undefeated. When you take North Carolina Central, who's in who's number one in the coaches and media polls, and then the other six teams are all ranked in the Division Two. HBCU coaches poll, Benedict at number one, Virginia Union number two, Tuskegee number three, Virginia State number four, Miles is six, and Allen enters the poll for the first time ever at number 10. Miles has got a tilt, got an opportunity to be 3-0. and Miles is, is, is having a really good season and going to play Arkansas Pine Bluff on the road. That's a winnable game for Miles and hopefully – a game, if you're a Golden Lions fan, you want to win that game uh, so you can have a, uh, a win on the season. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Sean Dominic. Thank you to Marquise Bell for joining us today here on Box to Row for the coaches and media polls for the All-America team's great content and podcasts, including our HBCU Football Daily Podcast, Log on to our website, boxtorow.com. 
And always remember to support those that support Yo Box to Row is produced by DW Communications. I complained that I had no shoes, but then I saw.